drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be back live with you. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. Praise be to God. We have survived it so far, and we are live in the studio again. God is so very good. We have a lot to catch up on today. All the stories, uh, the big stories from uh, the last week and a half or so while we were out on vacation doing the best of, all of that. We're going to cover some of those stories today for you. Praise be to God. And maybe we'll, we'll sneak in one or two more. And here's the good news. Praise be to Jesus. Uh, Rudy Carlos is in studio with us this morning. Good morning to you, Rudy. You made it all the way from California. Was it a 20, how, how far a drive is that? 1,600 miles, and I made 1600, it. 1,600, is that all? I made 1600 it. 1,600 miles? But at what cost? I don't know. What is the cost? <laughs> was it hard? Yeah, it was a rough trip, but, uh, you know, I had my buddy Jordan with me, so we were yeah. taking turns. It was nice. Yeah, praise be to God. Fa- favorite part of the road trip? I'm a, I love road trips. I, I, I could just do, I could be a truck driver, I think. Uh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, sure. I would say my favorite part is stopping in Tombstone. Tombstone? Yep. Yeah. And Where it, I picked off a pair of boots off of a dead man. <laughs> Epic. That's so. They just happen to be the right size. Just happen to be the right <laughs> size. Uh, I can hear Johnny Cash in my ears right now. Uh, so Tombstone was the highlight, huh? Yeah, and then San Antonio. So you like San Antonio? I liked it. It was cool. I got to see the Alamo. Praise be to God. Yep. But you didn't go in. Paid my respects. Yeah. Good for you. Didn't go to the basement, though. I didn't. No, they didn't let me in. Speaking of not letting them in, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning, Adrian. (laughs) Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. Why are you here? You're supposed to be in Pennsylvania. I am here, yes. I'm supposed to be gone until tomorrow, um, and I am here because I got sick last week. Mm -hmm. If y'all remember, Mm -hmm. I sounded like I was gargling blades. Uh, blades? Uh, like, molten, like razor blades? Like razor what blades? kind of blades are like we talking mo- about here? Like molten razor blades uh, last week on Monday and Tuesday, and probably all week because I did uh, I was uh, introducing the different uh, uh, shows yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, or all last Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I sounded horrible. It turns out I was sick. So I, got, I was sick all week, and so I stayed home. I slept, and I did nothing. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, uh, not not the best vacation, but, you know, it is what it is. Praise it is be what to God. it is. And we're yeah. here today, so there you go. Praise be to God. You know, uh, my vacation was, uh, I had intended to do more, to accomplish more. Uh, I, was, I had like a list of projects I was going to do. I was going to work on the, uh, the crucifix behind me here on camera. I was going to put a cross on there, but I, I forgot to uh, take the most key measurement the height of the crossbar, so I knew I was going to mess it up, so I, now I had to postpone that. I was supposed to fix one, a kitchen drawer. I ended up buying the wrong parts for that, so I couldn't finish that project. And then I, I was going to do the tune-up of my Tahoe and nearly ruin the engine in the process. So, yeah, it's good to be back in studio. I'm less <laughs> dangerous if I'm sitting in this chair. Praise be to God for that. So, But we enjoyed, our, of course... Drop pop fireworks? Uh, no. Why? When the neighbors are spending all those good hard-earned <laughs> dollars, we get to sit out front and watch them do it. It's, oh, part of the fun is popping them. Is that what it is? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm. We pop so much fireworks. Yeah. I think it was last year, maybe it was the year before, a neighbor right across the street, it was a rental, 
And they they had to spend huge dollars. I mean, it was like Elvis Presley-like fireworks. <laughs> I mean, I, they were so massive and loud. The house, house shook. So we just sat there and watched them for free. It was great. Nice. Yeah. So praise God. Uh, lots of fun at church, obviously. Uh, great celebrations at church and and wonderful time together as a family community. Uh, what was it last night? Night before. Night before last, we uh, we sang carols and had a potluck and campfires and s'mores. Kids ran around. That was a lot of fun. So praise God for that. And this Wednesday, of course, is Epiphany Blessing. So if you can find an Epiphany Blessing near you, and uh, it's going to be easier for some of you than others, but either way, if you can, go. Take a, take a big, huge volume of water with you and get the Epiphany Blessing on the water because that is a special, incredible blessing for you and your family to have epiphany water all year long. So that's coming up this this Wednesday, so make plans for that. Today on the program, as I said, we are going to catch up to some stories that were going down uh, while we were away, paying no attention to the headline news as much as possible anyway uh, for me. So, uh, for instance, 6,000-some-odd flights were canceled while we were gone. Omicron spread to fully vaccinated boats, several of them actually. And, in fact, I think there's a story out, uh, the Antarctica fully vaccinated you know, uh, quarantine community, community also has a breakout of Omicron. <laughs> I mean, so it's just spreading everywhere. Missiles fired. Russia has been firing hypersonic missiles. Iran launched a missile into space. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. Uh, let's see. A new, there's a new mayor in New York. What's changed? What's not? I don't know. Chicago, uh, uh, Cardinal Supich has suppressed the TLM there in a very significant way. We'll touch touch on that story coming up at 15 past the hour. That and so much more in the headline news to kind of catch up on today. That's what we're going to do this first hour. In the second hour, we will have our game show, Fear and Trembling. Prizes are at stake and you could win, so be our first caller for 2022 when I give you the phone number in the next hour. So stick around for that or go to our website grnonline.com forward slash cdt. And I even forgot to mention, hey, thanks, Jesus Robles for filling in for me. God love you, brother. Uh, I almost wish I was here to be a part of that show, but uh, I'm very grateful that you filled in. Let's pray. Let's dive in. We have a lot to get to today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come. Before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your breaking news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. I'm Rudy Carlos, and let's dive into the headline news today. Washington Times reports Biden steps up diplomacy to head off clash with Russia. President Biden was back at work trying to prevent a new war in Europe on Sunday, arranging a pep talk with Ukrainian Prime Minister Vladimir Zelensky Sunday, just days after a tough, nearly hour-long talk with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The U.S. and Ukrainian leaders are seeking a diplomatic way out of a crisis that has seen a military buildup along both sides of Russia's borders with Europe. With U.S. intelligence agencies warning the Kremlin may be preparing a second military move against, against Kiev after forcibly annexing the Crimean Peninsula eight years ago, 
President Biden made clear that the United States and its allies and partners will respond decisively if Russia further invades Ukraine. The White House spokesperson, spokeswoman Jen Psaki said in a statement after the Sunday afternoon conversation. She added that Kiev would be closely consulted on any talks between Moscow and the West and said Washington remained committed to Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. Breitbart reports Joe Manchin resumes negotiations on Build Back Better. Senator Joe Manchin has reportedly resumed negotiations with the White House on President Joe Biden's Build Back Better agenda after essentially torpedoing it before the Christmas break. According to Axios, sources confirmed the senator has reportedly engaged with the White House on climate and child care provisions in the president's signature piece of legislation if the White House removes the enhanced child tax credit from the $1.75 trillion package or dramatically lowers the income caps for eligible families. The Bureau of Labor Statistics will release its next consumer price index on January 12th. Last month's reading put inflation at 6.8% for the year, fueling Manchin's opposition, noted Axios. On December 19th of last year, Manchin said that he would be a no on the vote on Build Back Better, effectively killing the president's legislation and sparking an onslaught of hate from the bill's biggest backers. The Senate Democratic Caucus sees salvaging the $1.75 trillion Build Back Better package as a key to boosting the party's chances in this fall's midterms, especially as President Biden's popularity sags in the polls, said Axios in a separate report. And The Blaze reports nearly two-thirds of Antarctica station researchers get COVID despite being fully vaccinated, passing multiple tests, quarantining, and living miles from civilization. Gee, I wonder how that happened. Epic Times reports statistics show America's education system is failing. CRT and lower expectation equals fewer literate graduates, expert says. Liv Fine, a former adjunct scholar now serving as director of Center for Education at Washington Policy Center, has been analyzing education policy for the past 13 years. Her research suggests an unmistakable decline in the literacy of America's students from 4th to 12th grade is is a direct result of the shift from academic excellence towards social constructs such as CRT. Uh, Check out this website. Uh, Excuse me. Check out this this article. It's really amazing. goes through all of the statistics here, but uh, jumping down here, she says, the silver lining is we will eventually figure out how terrible it has been, Finn said. Through the COVID shutdowns, it has become clear how far behind so many kids are and the movements to expand school choice is not going away because parents have woken up. That's what's so exciting about the COVID school shutdowns. Together with the takeover of the schools, it is by this crazy critical race theory idea that children are bad and if they're white they're racist and if they're not white they're victims this is going to lead to lawsuits and those are your headline news this morning god love you the saint of the day is saint genevieve saint genevieve was a fair and courageous peasant girl who was born around 422 in natare france to a man of servus and a woman named Gerontia. When Genevieve was only seven years old, St. Germanus, Bishop of Oxer, visited Natare on his way to Britain. While he was there, many people flocked to receive his blessing. The young Genevieve stood amid a crowd which had gathered around the man of God, who singled her out and foretold her future sanctity. At her request, the holy bishop led her to a church, accompanied by all the faithful and consecrated her to God as a virgin. The next day, Germanus asked Genevieve if she had remembered the promise she made to God. She did and proclaimed that she would always fulfill it faithfully. He presented her with a cross-engraved brass medal to always wear around her neck as a reminder of the consecration she made of herself to God. 
He ordered her to never wear any other bracelets, necklaces, or jewelry to avoid falling into vanity. Encouraged by Germanus, Genevieve dedicated her life to prayer, practices of devotion, and acts of penance. When she was only 15 years old, she met the Bishop of Paris and asked to become a nun. From this moment, she also began praying continuously and fasting, eating only twice a week as a sign of her complete dedication to the Lord. The sign of the working of the Holy Spirit accompanied this holy young woman, including miracles and spiritually inspired predictions. She frequently had visions of heavenly angels and saints. However, when she shared those visions and experiences, people began to turn against her, calling her a hypocrite and accusing her of false visions. In fact, they were determined to drown her in a lake of fire. However, the bishop of the bishop Germanus intervened and silenced those who accused her of false statements. When Attila and his army of the Huns came upon Paris, the Parisian Christians were prepared to run, but Genevieve spoke to them and convinced them to stay within their homes, fast and pray to the Lord. She assured them that would they would have they would have the protection of heaven. Her prediction came true as Attila suddenly came. His path was turned away from Paris. Genevieve died at 89 years old on January 3rd, 512. St. Genevieve, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 1, verses 29 through 34. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, for he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend as a dove from heaven and remain on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen, and I have borne witness, that this is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Ignatius Catholic Study Bible points out the Lamb of God points to the sacrificial dimension of Jesus' mission. This was prefigured by the Passover Lamb of Exodus, whose blood was a mark of divine protection for Israel and whose flesh was eaten in a liturgical meal. Whereas Hadok points out there are five things John is telling the Jews here. One, by telling them that he was the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. He uh, who was to come was to be the Redeemer. Secondly, that he was the great, he was the great one, and before him, uh, hold on, he was greater than he, and before him, though born after him. Thirdly, that God had revealed to him that Jesus was to baptize in the Holy Ghost. Fourthly, that he saw the Spirit descending upon him from heaven. And fifthly, that he was the Son of God. Let there be no mistake, Jesus is God incarnate. Amen. We'll be right back. What's Concerning Us is coming up next. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. G.K. Chesterton says that it is in the old Christmas carols that date from the Middle Ages that we find not only what makes Christmas poetic and soothing and stately, but what makes it exciting. The exciting quality of Christmas rests upon a great paradox that the power and center of the whole universe may be found in something very small, a baby in a manger. And it's extraordinary to notice how completely this paradox of the manger 
was lost by the brilliant theologians, but was kept in the Christmas carols. The songs recall the main point of the story, that God once ruled the universe from a stable, and that the hands that made the stars were too small to reach the huge heads of the cattle. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Hi, this is Len Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network. My wife Joanne and I would like to wish all of our GRN listeners and their families a very blessed Christmas and a happy new year. Hi, this is Toya Hall, Vice President of the Guadalupe Radio Network. I want to thank you, Guadalupe Radio family, for your prayers and gifts that provide support for your GRN station. I pray that you and your loved ones will have a most blessed Advent, a joyful Christmas, and a new year filled with peace and love. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain, so good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, I want to catch up on some of those stories that we missed while we were away enjoying our Christmas and New Year's break. For instance, did you know the IRS now requires you, if you have been uh, stealing other people's property, if you have, uh, you know, selling drugs, those kinds of criminal activities, you're required to report that income Uh, on your taxes. So just be aware, because I know that, you know, a lot of thieves out there rushing these stores in California, for instance, they probably don't know that this is the law and they're going to have to follow that. So that's coming up at 35 past the hour. But there are, as I say, a few stories uh, that I I find concerning, and I'm sure you do as well. Here was one that happened on Christmas Day, of all days, Christmas Day, up in Chicago, Cardinal Blaise Supich issued, this is according to the Pillar, PillarCatholic.com, issued on Christmas Day a policy that restricts the extraordinary form in the Archdiocese of Chicago beyond most expectations in the name of ecclesial unity. The article says the Cardinal's policy will require parishes or groups normally celebrating the extraordinary form to celebrate the ordinary form of the Mass at least once monthly and at Christmas, Easter, and the Tritium uh, and Pentecost. Christmas, Easter, the Tritium, and Pentecost. So um, before this very moment, I was under the impression that the only real requirement was going to be that these TLM parishes, uh, these priests, would have to celebrate the uh, the Chrism Mass at the Triduum. Now they're he's throwing in Christmas and Pentecost as well. So that's even above and beyond. He is really going above and beyond here, is what it seems. The article goes on to say, The Cardinal's point, it seems, is to ensure that Catholics, with a preference for the extraordinary form, demonstrate that they accept the ordinary form of the Mass and are willing to attend it, and that they are uh, unified liturgically at certain feasts to the entire diocese. Under the provisions of Vatican's new instructions, those decisions are within the Cardinal's prerogative as a diocesan bishop. I don't know, did he have permission from the, from the Holy See uh, of Rome? Because the, the, the instructions make it clear he's got to go ask permission. Just because you're the bishop of your diocese does not make you in charge of it, for crying out you got to go ask uh, at least that's what it seemed like when we had our conversation with Bishop Athanasius Schneider a couple weeks ago. Uh, it says they are likely to stand up on an appeal in Rome, so much so that the Vatican News, the Holy See's in-house press organ, made it a point Monday to feature the Cardinal's new policies, giving them a rather clear Vatican stamp of approval. In the long run, 
Supic apparently hopes that his policies will be will move practicing Catholics away from a set of liturgical practices he's long criticized. But the cardinal must also be aware his policies will get serious pushback in the short term. Of course, pushback from Catholics who worship in the extraordinary form is to be expected. Supic's policy will dramatically reshape their lives. And the more devout they are, the more his policy changes will impact them. But Supic added a provision to his policies that loops into the affair another set of Catholics entirely, practicing liturgically conservative Catholics who don't worship in the extraordinary form, including some of his own priests. The Cardinal emphasized in his instructions that the ordinary form of the Mass is ordinarily to be, sep- to be celebrated versus populum, facing the people, and that offering the Mass ad orientum toward the East, which is to say facing the altar, requires his permission. Close quote. Uh, I'll leave it there. You can read the rest over at thepillarcatholic.com. But definitely a big story that broke while we were away. And again, Christmas Day of all days, like you had nothing better to do today, Your Eminence, on Christmas Day, December the 25th, than to issue your policies regarding not only Traditionis Custodis, but also the follow-up CDW instructions that we have reported on this program. We Again, we interviewed Bishop Athanasius Schneider just before going into our break about this, this very concern. And here, here Cardinal is laying the hammer on his faithful in his archdiocese, putting many of these priests, for instance, the canon, uh, the canon is regular. Those guys are up there. They're going to have to uh, face uh, the decision of what they will do here. Uh, I think Institute of Christ the King is there. I'm not sure, but I, I want to say there could be an FSSP pr- uh, parish up there. Uh, all of which would have to make difficult decisions under these circumstances. And uh, we will see what happens, but uh, definitely a big story that broke. I, were they trying to do this quietly? I, I don't know. Already, what do you think? I don't think so. I think a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, directives come at specific moments in the liturgical calendar just to demoralize traditionalists, you know, those who attend the Latin Mass. You think it was intentional on December the 25th? I think, I would say you, so. Why, I don't know. I like, mean, who, who's reading the news on December the 25th? Well, why, aren't you on vacation, you know? I was, yeah. I mean, but also... And trying know, not to read the news. Clergy most likely aren't on vacation, but they're yeah, probably sure, traveling, yeah. doing yeah. something, but, yeah. uh, you know... Well, it, again, we're going to start to see more of this, and I think it'll become—the lines are going to be very clearly drawn. Let's just put it that way. I think the most concerning thing about this is the fact that Cardinal Supic is a mover and shaker in the U.S., uh, in the Catholic he's world the, in the he's U.S. He's king. And yeah. he is—yeah, he's the kingmaker in the U.S. right now, and uh, whenever he does— Making this is a very, yeah. very it signals uh, yes, and then I uh, predict my my pre- presumption will be that many people will follow after Supic and see this as a way right. not just uh, oh I can do this but this is the path forward this is the path towards being a quote good bishop in uh, good standing with yeah, the Holy Father he's definitely signaling and I think Absolutely. that's why I say the the lines will be clearly drawn you'll yeah. see you'll there'll be bishops that will go the Supic way and there'll be bishops that'll go the opposite way and it's sad because uh, be sad, the yeah. canons have uh, just received five new novices like they're growing they're a small tiny community yeah. with just one church and they received five new novices this year uh, it's it's quite amazing these they're, they're good men holy brothers I know them uh, I've lived with them for a couple for a, for nearly a week, and it, it breaks my heart that this is happening to them. 
It does. Uh, we'll re- be reporting more on that story in the days and weeks to come as more information breaks out there. But that, that was one of the stories that uh, took place while we were while we were away. Here's another one that took place before I went away, but I didn't pay attention to it. And I want to bring it up here. Uh, this is from Aladia. And the, the headline goes, uh, in Bahrain, Our Lady of Arabia will be consecrated today. And the reason why this happened back on the 10th of December and the reason why I bring this up is because I have a personal connection to this story. And, uh, and I, I kind of have some uh, uh, sadness in my heart about this story in some ways. And yet it's still a great story. It says the country's king, one of the big supporters of the project and the donor of the land, inaugurated the new complex, which will serve immig- uh, migrant workers who are Catholic. The Apostol- Apostolic Vicariate of Northern Arabia, which covers Bahrain, Kuwait, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia, has an estimated 2.5 million Catholics who are mostly migrant workers from different nations and diverse cultures. To provide them with pastoral care, the late Bishop Camillo Bal- Balin started a, or Balin, I think is what, how he pronounced his name, uh, started a bold project, the construction of the Cathedral of Our Lady of Arabia, patroness of the Arabian Gulf. You can read more about it uh, on Aladia's website, alatia.org. Now, this is why it's personal. Back when uh, I started uh, as a general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network and I opened the Houston market for the GRN, or I assisted them in opening the, the Houston market for the GRN, you know, I was making great connections all over town. I was, I was working very hard to promote Catholic radio. And uh, I ran across Bishop Balin. He was in America, and he was traveling, trying to raise money to build this uh, cathedral. And uh, I had a great conversation with him. I invited him here to the studio, and he sat right where I'm sitting. He sat directly across from me, and, and we had a great conversation on the radio about his work as, as the uh, Bishop of Northern Arabia, and he would tell these wonderful stories. He, I asked him, I said, well, Bishop, how many, how many seminarians, how many priests do you have, or how many are you allowed to have? I mean, this is Saudi Arabia we're talking about here. Arabia, right? We're talking heavily Muslim, anti-Christian countries. He's like, I can have as many as I wish, so long as they're also engineers or nurses or some other thing. He would sneak them in incognito. They would come wearing civilian clothes, and they would wear a little crucifix under the collar. And wherever they went, they would flash their crucifix, and that was the key to know that they were priests. You know, and it reminded me, listening to him talk about his work and, and caring for the millions, millions, millions and millions of Catholics under his care, uh, most of which are from the Philippines or from some other country who are there working as, uh, as middle to low income uh, workers for the very wealthy inhabitants of these countries, that um, it reminded me of England and the priests who had to sneak around and, and provide the sacraments clandestinely. He was living that every day. He would, the, the king in, in Bahrain uh, used him as sort of a chip to sort of poke uh, the, the king in Saudi Arabia all the time. So he issued him a passport, allowing him to travel. You know, he thought this was funny. Gave him land to put his, uh, his chancery on and to eventually build this very cathedral that will be built. 
And uh, the bishop would tell me, Bishop Camillo Balin would tell me that he would sneak in to Saudi Arabia. He would have a convoy of cars and he would he'd break up his mass kit in these cars so that if any one car got stopped, the entire mass kit would not be lost because they would confiscate all that stuff. Uh, just wonderful stories. Um, and I had such a great opportunity. And it was so, uh, in, a, in an age where there's scandal abounds all the time, it was a great joy for me to speak to him to hear his heart for evangelization. He had two priests that got arrested because they happened to take a picture, like tourists, in front of the parliament, and, uh, and he, he was encouraged by the fact that they shared Jesus Christ while in prison with the Muslims. I mean, it was just really, really refreshing to, to speak to him. He was an Italian who was assigned to this task, and he seemingly, from what I can understand and, and what I sensed was, he sincerely loved what he was doing, and he was doing everything he can to strike while the iron was hot and take advantage of this Muslim king's generosity to raise the millions of dollars to build this cathedral and to consecrate this to Our Lady in hopes that it would bring about a grand evangelization of these peoples. Unfortunately, Bishop Camillo Balin did not live long enough to see this day, uh, to see this, this consecration. So I would ask you to, to pray for the repose of his soul. Um, what a wonderful, and maybe someday I'll dig out that conversation and I'll, I'll share it in our CDT Insider email list. So you have to stick around for that uh, or join our CDT Insider email list on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And uh, I'll send that to you. I'll try to do that. Maybe, I'll, maybe I can find it this week. I don't know. I'll try. It goes way back to like, I don't know, 2014 or something like that. So it was, it was a long time ago. There's another story here real quick before we go to break. This is coming out of Breitbart. Similarly related, 416 million Christians live in lands of persecution. Speaking of Arabia and other uh, countries like Nigeria and other African countries, we live, uh, you and I, we live in a time where we might have uh, scandals that we deal with, whether they were sexual, financial, liturgical, but we're living pretty large compared to many Christians around the world. I was reminded, thanks to the Christmas gift Adrian got me for Christmas about uh, St. Max Colbay living in Nagasaki, that many of those Christians lived decades without even the sacraments, but they held on to their Catholic faith. So how bad could our life really be? Let's give glory to God. Let's give praise. We'll be right back. Catholic Drive Time is coming up next with more breaking news and stories right after this break. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. Since we are all children, we all associate Christmas with Christmas presents. G.K. Chesterton says that everything looks better when it's a gift. A gift is something we don't deserve. If we deserved it, it would not be a gift. And that's why the only possible response to a gift is gratitude. And that is why we hear in the Mass, as we will hear at Christ's Mass... We do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Everything we have is a gift. And that is why Chesterton says, thanks is the highest form of thought. That's why the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. The best kind of giving, says Chesterton, is thanksgiving. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca wishing you a Merry Christmas from the Catholic Drive Time team. A brief meditation on Christmas. The Virgin adored him saying, O Lord, you indeed have come from heaven to earth for the salvation of men. 
I adore you because as God, you are my creator, and as human, you are my son. Joseph adored him, saying, O Lord, you have granted me such a grace. Kings and prophets wished to see you, and they did not see. But to me, a sinner, you have given such a grace that I should see you. Merry Christmas, and God love you. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Rudy Carlos, and here's your headline news this morning. The Blaze Report's incoming New York City Mayor Eric Adams promises to avoid shutting down the city again. We will not be controlled by crises. In his inaugural address Saturday, New York City's new mayor Eric Adams promised promised to avoid the reactionary bumbling of bumbling responses to the COVID-19 pandemic that were characteristic of his predecessor, failed Democratic presidential candidate Bill de Blasio. Without naming de Blasio, Adams nonetheless acknowledged the frustration felt by many New Yorkers regarding de Blasio's tenure, lamenting that New York City had endured continual crises during the last two years. Adams, who has repeatedly stated his insistence on keeping New York City's businesses and schools open during the Omicron wave, promised that this will be our New Year's resolution. We will not be controlled by crises. Breitbart reports manhunt underway for suspect in Texas human smuggling plane crash. On Thursday afternoon, Presidio County Sheriff deputies located the aircraft on the desert floor of just just north of the airport with help of the Presidio police officers, border patrol agents, and local fire and EMS personnel. Five passengers were located and treated for various injuries, some severe. Several of the injuries, some, excuse me, several of the injured migrants were transported to hospitals in El Paso for advanced care. The pilot absconded shortly after the incident. The pilot, who authorities believe is Tobias Penner is thought to have suffered severe injuries as well. It is believed that Penner may have sustained severe head injuries and may have lost an eye during the crash. As reported by Breitbart News Texas, FAA records indicate the aircraft is registered to an owner, also of Seminole, Texas. According to the records, Penner is not listed as the owner of the 1963 single-engine Piper Dakota plane that crashed. According to law enforcement authorities at the scene, a preliminary investigation revealed the excess weight of passengers, six in a four-seat aircraft, and low fuel may have contributed to the accident. The Presidio area is the least traversed border patrol sector along the southwest southwest border due to its remoteness. The Big Bend sector has nonetheless experienced a near 100% increase in migrant crossings since last year in November. More than 3,200 migrants were apprehended in the remote West Texas region during the month of November compared to slightly more than 1,600 during the same month in 2020. And The Hill reports Fauci, CDC, do you consider amending isolation guidance to include testing? Fauci said on Sunday that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, is considering further amending its isolation guidance for individuals who test positive for COVID-19 but remain asymptomatic. Asked by host George Stephanopoulos on ABC this week why the CDC does not require individuals who tested positive for COVID-19 to receive a negative test before leaving quarantine is an extra layer of protection. Fauci said, in, Fauci said such a requirement is under consideration. You're right, there has been some concern about why we don't ask people at the five-day period to get tested. That is something that is now under further consideration. The CDC last week revised its COVID-19 isolation guidelines by cutting the recommended quarantine from 10 days to 5 for people who test positive and remain asymptomatic. For the subsequent five days, the health agency recommends that individuals wear a mask around others at all times. And LifeSite News reports Oklahoma bill would allow parents to remove sexually graphic books from school libraries. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. 
Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. It's good to have you in the studio, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, praise be to God. Um, before I uh, talk, jump into some of the stories that we missed while we were out, and there's a lot to choose from there, um, I wanted to mention that uh, the Guadalupe Radio Network is trying to give somebody a Mercedes. Uh, some lucky Catholic radio listeners going to drive away in a brand new Mercedes in February, I believe, is uh, sometime in, I think it's the last week in February. It's a midnight black GLA. It's a 2022 model, and uh, it's, it's a great-looking car. I don't know. I never owned a Mercedes. I tried to drive a Mercedes once. It didn't go well. So, uh, But it looks like a wonderful car, and some lucky Catholic Radio listeners are going to enjoy this car in February. You can find all the details on our website at grnonline.com. Uh, just scroll down to see the black Mercedes there, and it'll give you the details on how you might participate in that. And all proceeds go to support our radio apostolate. So thank you in advance for your generosity. There were stories. Now, okay, a little straw poll here, Adrian, uh, Rudy. Did you guys read the news? Did you follow the news during the break? I was sick. I didn't do anything. I laid uh, in bed. Slacker. Yeah, I did every now and then. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I tried not to, actually. I get emails, you know, so it's I like, saw the headlines, and I tried to avoid reading the news. <laughs> I did. Well, that's good. So just this morning, I'm like, I need to catch up. I need to figure out what, what did we miss. And there were several stories. Uh, one, I, here's a real quick one. Uh, I thought this was actually quite humorous. Apparently, there were a couple of towns in New in Italy, and then I think Amsterdam. There might have been a few others that banned fireworks New, New Year's Eve. Mm. Lame. Uh, but then the cities went wild with fireworks. <laughs> I saw that. that <laughs> in was response, cool. like Naples was one of them. I think uh, so. There was several, if I'm not mistaken. But kind of funny. So the video is like, wow, th- these people spent some cash just to just to ensure they were going to have a good time. You know what? In California, the first year of, of, uh, of COVID, they said, no fireworks displays. Please don't do it. There won't be any. You can't go. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Everybody went out of, out of the state, yeah. bought a bunch of fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free fireworks show everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. fireworks. I mean, they're a huge uh, vector of transmission of the virus. It's yeah, true. the firework that, is. That makes exactly. sense, right? Because it, it rains it. it down. Uh-huh, right, you? exactly. Uh-huh, the fire. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're made in China. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> they, they are made in China. That is <laughs> true. That is true. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, that's another story uh, I heard that China has become so aggressive in their lockdown that they have been locking people in their buildings and not letting them out for like eight to ten days at a stretch. And these people are starving. Wow. They literally have no food. And if they try to get out, they get dragged back. How draconian and crazy is it? Pray for the, these poor people in China that are, that are suffering under this uh, Mm. This regime. So, yeah, speaking of China there. So that was kind of a funny story. Oh, and of course, every year, everybody pulls out their gun and thinks they can shoot it off into the oh, sky. Yeah, and it's okay. Uh, what goes up must come down at terminal velocity, nonetheless. Yeah. And it does uh, hurt people, causes death, injury, uh, property destruction. Whenever you see, like in our neighborhood, you know, bullets would come through windows and people freak out, you know, of course, and they ought to. Uh, so do not fire. And here's the other thing is. Who's got cash to be bl- blowing rounds off into the sky? That's a dollar a pop right like, there. Uh, what are you, like Bill Gates? I mean, like, who's got <laughs> the cash to be throwing rounds up in the sky? Like, it's so expensive. Uh, at any rate, there's another story. One story that I, was, uh, that I saw, because any news that I did follow was because of Twitter. Uh, and so a couple, uh, two things that happened in the last couple days was, one, a Planned Parenthood clinic Unfortunately, oh darn, uh, oh, burned yeah. down on New that. Year's yeah. Eve. Oh, I was like, I was like, oh man, oh, I, I can't believe that happened. And a Freemason lodge 
and also, the Grand Lodge of Freemasonry in Dublin, Ireland, oh, also burned down. I was like, oh, oh man. Like, what is happening? Darn so, it, Tibitzis. Yeah, so those are two <laughs> stories that happened in the last couple of days. Uh, uh, very tragic, very tragic. We lack charity. But at any rate, uh, uh, great stories, great stories. Here's another story. I, I teased this uh, during the last segment. I'm sharing my desktop, Adrian. This comes from PenLive.com. IRS reminds taxpayers that they have to report any income from crime, such as dealing drugs. Now, pay attention, Rudy. You're from California. This probably applies to you. You don't have to do it as long as it's under $600. Oh, is that the rule? <laughs> uh, that... I need to contact my CPA immediately. <laughs> uh, the, I, the article goes like this. The IRS doesn't <laughs> want you to forget to include income from dealing drugs, illegal drugs, or stolen property on your tax forms this year. Unless you're, of course, Pfizer or Moderna, then it's okay, apparently. Yeah. They get a total break. Uh, anyway, going on to say, quote, income from illegal activities such as money from dealing illegal drugs must be included in your income on Schedule 1, Form 1040, Line 8Z. That's awfully specific. <laughs> or on Schedule C, Tem, Form 10, 1040, if, uh, if from your self-employment activity, unquote, the IRS website states, I just want to mention I'm not giving tax advice here. Okay, I'm just <laughs> reading an article. That's it. Uh, you should consult your CPA, uh, your your tax pro uh, preparer. Anyway, the article is on say the list was created to help those preparing for their 2021 tax returns. It also mentions stolen property unless it's returned to the owner. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Well, there, that great opportunity to return that property if you don't want to pay taxes on it, of course. I hope these guys get raided if they actually do it. <laughs> Quote, if you steal property, you must report its fair market value in your income in the year you steal it, unless you return it to its rightful owner in the same year. Factor in depreciation, too. Once you steal it, it loses. So, okay, what about inflation? Like, you know, do you have to account for the fair market value in the year? Well, what if if the value has gone down since 2021? What if you steal a car? The value's through the roof. Use car? Can you, how, does it specify how you, like, the, like uh, you know, those guys that stole Adrian's tailgate. Oh, yeah. The oh, tailgate is worth more than, you know, a percentage of an entire car. So can you va- evaluate your stolen, ve- the vehicle you stole based on its parts, or do you have to evaluate it as a whole? Because you're probably going to part it out anyway, right? What are we talking about? <laughs> so are, are these thieves going to look for a tax loop here by saying, oh, no, the car that I stole is worth only 10000 even though I'm going to sell $20,000 in car parts out of the deal? This is absolutely insane. I mean, this is, I mean, this is a crime all by itself. It's these, true. These, uh, these, I'm just imagining a joke of like these, uh, these criminals looking at their tax forms and be like, man, they're stealing from me. What a crime. <laughs> Talk about thieves. This is insane. I, I can't believe this is actually a story. But this, but, like, who would the IRS thought? We're not thought, a serious country. Who would the IRS thought thieves are going to be so honest as to apply put this on their tax returns. They need every cent for the Build Back Better plan. Or maybe I'm just naive and they thought some of these thieves will be so silly enough to report this stuff that they might catch them. I don't know. I want to think better, but golly gee whiz. It's weird. Weird story. All right. Coming up after the break, more stories to catch up on while we are gone. Don't go anywhere. Have a drive time. I'll be right back. 
This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. G.K. Chesterton says, All comfort must be based on discomfort. What's that supposed to mean? It has something to do with the fact that we celebrate Christmas in December. It is the feast in the middle of winter. We are choosing to be joyful at the very moment when the whole material world around us is most sad. We are defying cold death outside by celebrating life inside. And that's why there's nothing more comfortable than a blazing fire in the middle of a blizzard, and why we bring a green tree inside and decorate it and talk of good cheer in the face of darkness and death. Tidings of comfort and joy. Because all comfort is based on discomfort. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Hello there. I want to thank you for being a beautiful part of the Guadalupe Radio Network family of listeners. Sammy Rodriguez Jr. here, your business manager. And from my family to yours, Merry Christmas. May your heart and soul be filled with the love, joy, and peace that only our Lord Jesus can bring. Always remember that He is truly the reason for the season. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Uh, we are catching up on the stories that we missed while we were out. I was on vacation trying to ruin the engine to my old Tahoe. Almost succeeded at that, too, by the way. I want to thank uh, the good mechanics over at Midas in the Woodlands, Texas, for saving my bacon one more time. Uh, you know, every man, if you're a real man, you can change your own spark plugs. Apparently, that does not apply to me. I'm just saying. Just saying. Anyway, uh, there was a story out. Uh, I thought it was kind of hilarious. We obviously have a new uh, New York mayor, New York City mayor. And apparently a lot of people were very happy to see the last guy go. Uh, the Blaze had an article. The headline went, television host Andy Cohen rips Bill de Blasio in drunken rant on CNN's New Year's Eve coverage. Quote, sayonara, sucker, unquote. Like, really? Like, how do you allow... Uh, people who are intoxicated on your airstreams. I'm just curious, CNN, what's going on there? I did also see a story about the new New York mayor already riding the, the subway train, uh, praise be to God, but had to call 911 because there was fighting going on. You know, so it ought to be very interesting. And I would love to hear from our listeners from New York as to their thoughts of this new New York mayor. I know he's a, he's a liberal, of course, I understand. It's not likely that New York's going to get a conservative at this point, but... I'd be curious as to what you think about the new, new mayor of New York City. Uh, let us know in the combo, uh, com box if you can, if you're hanging out with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We're also on Odyssey. You can find all the links on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Here's another big story that came out. There were, I think it was at least two cruise ships with COVID outbreaks. And then there was a naval ship that also had a, a COVID outbreak, all of which, all three of these vessels for sure were fully vaccinated uh, to include, uh, like on the cruise ships, it was the staff, it was every, 100%, everyone there fully vaccinated had uh, breakouts on board and these cruise ships couldn't find places to dock. They got denied in a couple of ports as a result of that. So that was kind of a big story over the week. And the Navy ship, of course, uh, 
you know, the whole story of whether or not they can be effective and readiness, and then they've been they've been kicking out certain uh, service members. And the Marine Corps, uh, my alma mater, 206 Marines kicked out for refusing COVID-19 vaccines. You know, and I was thinking about this uh, over the weekend. You know, more Marines died to the machine guns of the Japanese in Iwo Jima or Guadalcanal or some of these other conflicts during the Pacific effort than will ever die of COVID or some other variant. Like, it won't even be close. There's not even a close comparison. Marines have been sent to do the difficult, the dangerous, the deadly. And they have done so for generation after generation. And this current generation is facing new challenges, not from without, but from within. And there is no tolerance for those that would say, listen, there could be comorbidities, there could be uh, uh, markers or some reason why I and my doctor feel like this is not a good idea, but the Marine Corps doesn't seem to care, and 206 Marines have been kicked out because they refuse. And yet, a fully vaccinated naval ship has the breakout anyway. Go figure. Go figure. JetBlue reports thousands of air, uh, uh, their flights have been canceled. Uh, like it was, was this what, last week or something like that? This article here that I'm reading out of Epic Times says December the 31st, JetBlue cancels flights due to rising Omicron cases and bad weather. I thought of you, Rudy, when I saw this, when I heard this story while I was on vacation, because it wasn't just JetBlue. It was like a bunch of airlines canceling. I think it was like 6,000 flights were canceled over the course of a couple of days, all at Christmas time. And I thought, oh, wow, is Rudy's wife going to get on a plane? <laughs> or will she be stuck in California? Praise be to God, she made it. But uh, I'm not so sure about, me- well, my mom is flying back to California today. Oh, really? So I hope I hope her flights don't get canceled. Yeah. I think it's probably over by now, but you think I so? don't know. I hope, it, I hope it just goes through and everything's fine. But now, we'll see. remember, uh, so... When this happened, what was it? When was it the first time this happened? Was it around Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, when the the last you know, group of thousands of planes were canceled, and they said it was weather-related, but there was no weather, <laughs> and it was all, you know, sick outs kind yeah, of thing Yeah, everybody going on. was tweeting, hey, check it out. It's, like, sunny and perfect. There's no yeah. way that <laughs> like, this could be a weather event. <laughs> what's the deal going on in the sky? <laughs> you know, and... Uh, it's too sunny to fly. The pilot yeah. forgot his sunglasses. Yeah, oh, shucks. Oh, darn. <laughs> darn it, Davidsies. Um, So I think there was a, that was also going on. At least that's the impression I got from, from people... Uh, around the interwebs talking about uh, why these things were happening. So I don't know. Were they canceled because of sick outs? Were they canceled because of weather? Maybe a combination of both. I'm not so sure. I know in uh, in the uh, incredible state of Texas, we had like balmy weather Christmas Day, and then yesterday it turned to freezing. Like just that was surprising <laughs> to me. We we interrupt <laughs> this 80 degree weather to bring you Winter. freezing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now back to your regularly scheduled heat. <laughs> so that was uh, one of the stories while we were gone. Um, I, I, I'm trying to b- book another pilot on the program to talk about this and sort of figure out where we're at. It seems to me that most of the airlines have really eased off their really hard restrictions on their employees, with the exception of United Airlines. They seem to be taking the hard line and going full bore. Uh, Another story that was out over the week was, um, I think the Pentagon is uh, putting these mandates on National Guard troops to get get the shots, and several states have pushed back. Texas, I think Wyoming, Oklahoma, a bunch of these states are like, no, we're not going to force this. 
and we're paying the bill anyway while they're not deployed nationally. So, yeah, forget it, and we're not doing it. That was a big story. Um, here's another story. 30,000 evacuated, hundreds of homes burned in fast-moving Colorado wildfires. Uh, it was great to see Jordan, by the way. Yeah, I know, right? So, cool. uh, dear listener, Jordan, you might remember we actually interviewed the Glad Tread podcast like early on in Catholic Drive Time history. We had them on. Rudy is a part of that team. Rudy and Jordan P- uh, Pacheco. Well, uh, Jordan drove with you from California. He did. Praise be to God. He flew into California just to road trip with his brother. So we that was uh, super cool. Yeah, we drove the whole way. It was amazing. It was great to have you guys over at the house and to get to meet Jordan was really a, a, a delight and a pleasure for for me and my my youngest son. Really attached himself to Jordan. Wouldn't, wouldn't leave him alone. You know, like, <laughs> the, but uh, he's from Colorado, and this story really affects him. And I meant to follow up to see how how they're doing. But this says tens of thousands of people were evacuated. Hundreds of homes were destroyed as wildfires spread near Denver, Colorado. And that's not far from where, he, where he's at, right? He's just south of that, right? Yeah, he said it was to the north of him. So he wasn't all that affected, but there was a lot of people who yeah. whose homes were burnt. The fires was- are moving in Boulder County, located near Denver, prompting Governor Jared Polis to declare an emergency. Boulder County Sheriff Joe Pele said that... There could be more injuries and deaths than reported due to the speed and intensity of the fire, known as the Marshall Fire. When, uh, so in 2020, my family and I went on a mission trip, and we traveled through Colorado. We, we were up against these fires and a snowstorm, so we were hustling hard to get out of Colorado and into Wyoming. But at the, like, the last hour of our time in Colorado, it looked dystopian. I mean, the sky was orange and smoky, and you could barely see in front of you, and you could smell it. And we were like, how close is this fire? It's crazy. (laughs) So I can imagine for these people living in this circumstance all the time, you know, this is a very real thing. So let's pray for them and and all of those that were affected. I want to say I saw a report that said 500 homes were burned already. Yeah, it was a dry year for them, for sure. Oh, wow. So, So much there. And I know California also suffers from that. Yeah, right. Santa Ana winds exactly. that kind of fan the flame. A yeah, lot. it gets so dry that anything just can spark the the fire. Yeah, including uh, gender reveal parties, <laughs> <laughs> which tend to start all that stuff. Is that what you're saying? One of the one of the oh, fires. One of the big ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then there was oh, speaking in Colorado, there was that story of that truck driver whose brakes failed and he ended up smashing Oof. into a bunch of other people and so some sad. people died. Well, he got a 110 years sentence. Yeah. The governor. Uh, reduce that down to 10 years because the truck drivers were were protesting, refusing to drive into Colorado wow. until they reduced his sentence. They felt it was o- it was over the top. So he got reduced down to 10, 10 years. And here's a story out of Breitbart. This is more recent. I think this was, just came up Saturday or Sunday. It says, police set dog on lockdown protesters in Amsterdam beat demonstrators with batons. Listen, <clears throat> the beatings will continue until morale improves, people. All right? So improve your attitude, and we won't have to sick our dogs on you or beat you anymore. Uh, The article goes on to say, it doesn't say that. I just made that up. Uh, (laughs) The video has emerged purporting to show a police dog mauling a man at an anti-lockdown protest in Amsterdam. The footage, which was published on social media by an account called Guerrilla Reporters, appeared to have been filmed during an anti-lockdown protest held in the Dutch capital on Sunday. So this was just yesterday. In the video, a police dog is seen apparently biting a man's arm 
as other officers used batons against the surrounding demonstrators. At the time of this reporting, the local police have not confirmed the veracity of the video. However, a report from the public broadcaster uh, NOS features an image appearing to show the same man being bitten by a police dog with a caption that reads, the police have used dogs. <clears throat> yes, I think that's obvious. Pictures were published by the Getty Images Photography Service also appear to show the same instance of the police dog attack. Um, I, I don't know why this made such headlines, considering this kind of happens a lot during these big rallies where police are up against the crowds and, you know, tensions rise. I mean, police have batons, they have riot gear, they have dogs. I'm not making it saying it's right what, what, what happened. I'm just saying it seems strange to me while wow, this one made so much news, but they're protesting these draconian uh, measures from their, their country, and it's happening all across Europe and beyond. We talked about that before we went to break, and this is just one more chapter in that saga. Let's pray for a peaceful resolution there. Uh, of course, Iran launched some, some missile into space. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. Uh, of course, we're not at all concerned about Iran's capabilities, are we? Hmm. I don't know. Seems like they're getting better at this. There is concern there. Maybe we'll report on that in the coming days. But I think we're going to leave it there for today. Praise be to God. It's been fun catching up with you on all the stories that we missed during our time out. But uh, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year. We're praying for your 2022. If you can join us in the next hour, we will play our very first game of Fear and Trembling for the year. You could be our contestant. You might win the prize. Wouldn't it be fun? You can hang out with us on our website if you like, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. But we're going to have great shows lined up for you all week. Please do join us and do us a favor and share us with a friend. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. From St. Luke's Gospel, the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. As we celebrate Christmas, let's bring impossible measures of joy and love to all. I'm Joseph Schuler with Guadalupe Radio Network, and I wish you a happy and holy Christmas. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. G.K. Chesterton says that it's become a bad habit in our society to celebrate Christmas before it comes. We've forgotten the glory of anticipation. The presents should not be opened until Christmas. That, of course, is part of the excitement. And while we know the gifts are coming, Chesterton reminds us that the best kind of gift is the surprise gift. And if we have the right perspective, we should look at everything 
as a gift and every gift as a surprise gift. We are happy to wake up on Christmas morning and find gifts in our stockings, but the best gift we could ever find in our stockings is our own two legs. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. I'm Richard Lena, GRN Executive Director, and for my family of years, we wish you and all your loved ones a blessed and very Merry Christmas. May Christ come to you this Christmas with the gift of love, the blessing of hope, and the promise of peace. And may the new year bring joy throughout your family and friends as we celebrate the precious gift of life in the new 2022 year. From all of us here at the Guadalupe Radio Network, may God continue to bless you and God love you. to your Catholic drive time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Good morning to you. Merry Christmas. Praise be to God. Happy New Year. Uh, make sure to uh, wish someone a Merry Christmas today. Because Christmas is still Christmas. It's, it's not over yet. Yes, you should be that annoying neighbor who keeps their lights up all through Christmas season. Yes, absolutely. Why not? Praise be to God. Imagine the opportunity to witness. I know it's awkward, but you can do it. I pr- I'm praying for you. you. You got this. We just had a great hour last hour. We caught up on some of the news stories that we missed while we were away. We're going to have some great shows lined up for you all week uh, this week. We're looking forward to that. But we're going to be playing the very first Fear and Trembling for 2022. It's going to be fun. You could possibly win some prizes. You could be our very first contestant for for the year. Really? You? Yes, you. All you need to do is make that phone call at the appropriate time. You can either wait for me to tell you what that number is, or you can call ahead by getting the phone number from our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. You can find it there. And don't forget, the car raffle has been launched. You could possibly win a brand new Mercedes as well. All the details, you can purchase tickets, uh, you can find the rules. The, The drawing will be held in February, and you could possibly win a brand new Mercedes 2022 GLA 250. Uh, it's all on our website, grnonline.com. Just scroll down till you see the Mercedes. Click on that. You got it all right there. Or call your local station manager. They would love to take your phone call, and especially they would love to sell you some raffle tickets or get your help to sell some tickets. There is a kickoff show happening at the top of this hour, so stick around for that. But we're going to jump into our hour this morning. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning. So you, good to be here. Have you ever won a Mercedes, by the way? I haven't. No. But I would love to. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm I'm exempt. I can't I can't participate in this, but That's you true. can. That's true. Speaking of exempt, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning, Adrian. Praise be to God. Praise it's good to be here. Howdy howdy. You uh, have you ever driven a Mercedes? I've ever driven a Mercedes. Yeah. Yes, I think I have. Uh, I think my my friend, uh, my best friend from middle school and high school, wow. his parents Excuse had a Mercedes. Me. 
And one time we uh, <laughs> drove it around because we need to borrow their his parents' car for I forgot where we were going. Joyride. We, you had permission nah, to do so. Did. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, he okay. was too. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I drove his mom <laughs> one time because we were out late at night, and she was like, "I can't see very well at night." Uh, and she was like, uh, "Adrian, can you drive?" I was like, "Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I got twenty twenty vision. Let's go." So there we go. Uh, I tried to help someone move their Mercedes C Class once, and I couldn't figure out how to start it. It was very embarrassing. But that's for another day. <laughs> but some some lucky GRN listeners going to win a 2022 GLA 250. So, again, go to the website, grnonline.com, for the details. Or stick around for the top of this hour when we will have a special kickoff show with all the details and the fun with Dave Palmer. The bad up. news is, though, no Breedell show. So, yes. if you tune in for the Breedell show, you're going to get Dave Palmer instead. But, yeah. you know... Either way, it's upsides. good stuff. It's good <laughs> stuff. Give me some upsides there. There you go. Sure. All right, we have a lot to jump into today. We are going to, as I said, have uh, our game show coming up at 15 past, so stick around for that. We'll have breaking news and stories. We'll have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. All that's coming your way. And uh, if you can, make sure to tell us, uh, tell a friend about us, because we're going to have some great shows for you in 2022. We have a lot of great plans on the agenda and we are excited to be doing this with you, dear listeners. So thank you for your generous support for our Catholic Radio Apostolate. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word Incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your good news story with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and here's your good news story for the day. Epic Times reports, Trusting in God. Couple wed for 75 years share their secret to a long-lasting marriage. Are you listening? A nonagenarian couple who first laid eyes on each other as teens in a rural high school in Kentucky never imagined they would one day celebrate 75 years of marriage together. They have stepped into their golden years together. The high school sweetheart's love for each other has grown deeper. Bobby Creasy, 91, who was born in Providence, Kentucky, first saw Douglas, now 93, when she was a freshman at Dalton High School in 1944. I thought, golly, he's really good looking, Bobby told the Epic Times. She then solicited the help of her friends in order to make Douglas aware that she was interested in him. I had to get somebody to help me meet him, she said. Meanwhile, Douglas, who was a junior, noticed Bobby too and wanted to get to know her as well. But I was bashful, so I didn't make eye contact, he said. I didn't have a car also, and uh, the war was going on and gas and tires were being rationed. However, when he learned of Bobby's interest in him, he decided to find a way to transport them on a date. A friend of Douglas borrowed his older sister's car, and Douglas and Bobby went on a double date with the friend and his girlfriend. Gradually, their relationship blossomed as they got to know one another. And he said, uh, he was in, she said he was interesting, and when he set his mind to do something, he always followed through. There was no one else like him, Bobby said. Douglas, who was born on his family's farm in Caldwell County, said of Bobby, she was pretty and had good personality. After Douglas graduated from high school, he joined the Army Air Corps and was stationed in Scott Field near St. Louis. Uh, almost every day, the couple wrote letters to each other and kept in touch. Whenever Douglas had more time, he would hitchhike home in order to see Bobby. During one of his leaves, Douglas proposed to Bobby. 
In November 1946, Douglas received orders to report within the next 10 days to California in order to board a ship to Japan. Instead of heading straight to California, Douglas took a detour and visited Kentucky to marry the love of his life. He just pulled up in a taxi. Completely unexpected, said Bobby. We didn't have a telephone, so he couldn't let me know he was coming. He had planned on getting married, but uh, I didn't know exactly when that would happen. Bobby wasn't prepared, but it didn't take her long to get everything together. The couple went to Morganfield, the nearest town, and allowed a blood test and a marriage on the same day, and they received the necessary license. They even found a personage next to the church, and the preacher married them on the spot on November 23, 1946. <clears throat> Skipping ahead here, uh, let's see, Douglas had their said that their secret to a long-lasting marriage is trusting in God and being active in church. Bobby agreed, saying, The Lord has blessed us. He's brought us through some tough times. We relied heavily on him. Additionally, Douglas believes that no matter what the circumstances, loving your spouse is another key to achieving wedded bliss. As Douglas and Bobby, who are grandparents of nine children, 11 grandchildren, and numerous great-great-grandchildren, celebrated the 75th anniversary this year with their friends and family at a well-loved local restaurant, they glowed. Douglas said he is now more in love with Bobby than when they first got married. And that's good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Genevieve. Saint Genevieve was a fair and courageous peasant girl who was born around 422 in Natare, France, to a man named Cerverus and a woman named Gertonia. When Genevieve was only seven years old, Saint Germanus, Bishop of Oxer, visited Natare on his way to Britain. While he was there, many people flocked to receive his blessing. Then the young Genevieve stood amid a crowd when she gathered, which had gathered around the man of God who singled her out and foretold her and foretold her future sanctity. At her request, the holy bishop led her to a church and accompanied by all the faithful and consecrated her to God as a virgin. The next day, Germanus asked Genevieve if she had remembered the promise that she had made to God. She did and she proclaimed that she would always fulfill it faithfully. He presented her with a cross engraved brass medal to always wear around her neck as a reminder of the consecration she made of herself to God. He ordered her to never wear any other bracelets, necklaces, or jewelry to avoid falling into vanity. Encouraged by Germanus, Genevieve dedicated her life to prayer, practices of devotion, and acts of penance. When she was only 15 years old, she met the Bishop of Paris and asked to become a nun. From that moment on, she became prayer, uh, continuously prayerful and fasting, eating only twice a week as a sign of her complete dedication to the Lord. The sign of the working of the Holy Spirit accompanied this holy young woman, included miracles and spiritually inspired predictions. She frequently had visions of heavenly angels and saints. However, when she shared those visions and experiences of the Lord, people began to turn against her. They called her a hypocrite and accused her of false visionaries. In fact, they were determined to drown her in a lake of fire. I don't know what that means. However, the Bishop Germanus intervened and silenced those who were accusing her of false statements and persecuting her. When Attila and his army of Huns came upon Paris, the Parisian Christians were prepared to run. But Genevieve spoke to them and convinced them to stay within their homes, fast and pray to the Lord. She assured them that they would have the protection of heaven. Her predictions came true as Attila suddenly changed his path and turned away from Paris. Genevieve died at 89 years old on the January 3rd at 512, and Paris experienced proof of Genevieve's intercession on many occasions, the most famous one happening of Des Ardennes of the burning fever. 
1129, a violent fever swept through the city and doctors couldn't stop the people from dying. The shrine of Genevieve was carried in a procession to the cathedral. And during the ceremony, those who touched her shrine were healed by the power of the Lord. And throughout the whole town, no one else became sick and all the ill recovered and only three people died. St. Genevieve, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 1, verses 29 through 34. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, for he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend as a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Um, there is so much that could be said here, uh, but for the sake of time, let me just quote a couple early church fathers for you. Theophilus says, He is called the Lamb of God because God the Father accepted his death for our salvation, or in other words, because he delivered him up to death for our sakes. For just as we say, this is the offering of such a man, meaning the offering made by him. In the same sense, Christ is called the Lamb of God who gave his son to die for our salvation. And whereas that typical lamb did not take away any man's sins, this one hath taken away the sin of the whole world, rescuing it from the danger it was in from the wrath of God. Yeah, because, you know, twice a day in the temple, in the old law, they would sacrifice a lamb. In the morning and in the evening, they sacrificed a lamb. There were other sacrifices, rams and bullocks and pigeons and other things. Uh, sheaf of wheat got sacrificed, for instance. There was lots of things that got sacrificed, but the lamb twice a day. And this lamb is the lamb that takes away the sins of the whole world. St. Augustine used the opportunity to talk about the priest, the holiness of the priest, because there were people in his time that were saying, unless the priest is holy, nothing is valid, right? Uh, he would say this, for he who took not sin from our nature, he it is who taketh away our sin. Some say we take away the sins of men because we are holy. For if he who baptizes is not holy, how can he take away other sins, seeing he himself is full of sin? Against these reasoners, let us point to the text, Behold him who taketh away the sin of the world, in order to do away with such presumption in man towards man. What's the point? St. Augustine's trying to reassure you that it's not based on the holiness of the priest, that the grace of God flows to us through the sacraments. He is in persona Christe, whether he, uh, whether he is holy or not. And when you hear the words, uh, words of absolution in the confessional, it is the voice of Christ that you are hearing, absolving you of sins, not the person itself. 
So very powerful testimonies today. St. Gregory the Great would say, but then, only we'll, but then only will sin be entirely taken away from the human race when our corruption has been turned to a glorious incorruption. We cannot be free from sin so long as we are held in the death of the body. We died with Christ in baptism, and we rise with him in the resurrection. And we must, as St. Paul would say, put on the newness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, we're going to leave it there. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to play Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where you could win some prizes. And all you need to do is pick up a phone and dial it right now. Phone lines are open. We're taking your call at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Call now. Be our contestant for Fear and Trembling at 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is up next. Don't go anywhere. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God, and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 115 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden 
agenda. And for whatever reason, every time we go to that break, the phone lines crash on us. But we've rebooted them, and they're working now. So call right now. If you tried to call a minute ago, call back. Phone lines are wide open at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Be our first caller. Be our contestant. Play our first game of the year. Of 2022, it'll be a lot of fun. You'll you'll find that uh, it's an awesome opportunity to learn something, but also win some cool prizes. And we try to make it as fun as possible at eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. That phone number again is eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. All right, uh, there are a few things that we like to do here, as I say, uh, but they are secret and hidden, and I don't tell anybody. I keep this completely to. Just the two of us. All right. So do me a favor and don't share with anybody what I'm about to tell you. But during the game show segment, there are a few things. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before. Praise be to God. And that's always a good time and fun. And number two, we like to have a good time with our callers. They tend to be a lot of fun. They laugh with us. And uh, we enjoy that part. They're good sports. Uh, But number three, we give out prizes which means it's a winner for everybody involved, praise be to God, and you could win. All you need to do is be that caller, and I think we might even have one on the line, but we have new prizes this week to give away. Uh, Rudy, what could they win? Excuse me one sec. I was uh, checking our caller here. So this week we have an awesome sponsor, okay? Our game show sponsor is Catholic Printing Press, and uh, they don't make them like they used to, Joe. You ever crack open an old book? You see the uh, the old uh, prayer cards in there with the lace? Yeah. Well, Catholic Printing Press is exclusively pretty much the only person who makes these anymore. That's super cool. So make a statement. Whether writing a letter, collecting heirloom holy cards, or giving a gift, they aim to provide you with something unique. And they have generously sponsored our game show this week with some beautiful heirloom quality holy cards. Praise be to God. Get your prayer life kick-started in 2022, people. You, you know, we just crossed over the threshold here. With some amazing holy cards, and That's you can visit awesome. their uh, their website at catholicprintingpress.com or on Instagram at catholicprintingpress. That's super awesome. Catholicprintingpress.com. Check it out. Thank you for being our sponsor this week. We're so very grateful for our sponsors that give us things to give away to our listeners, and uh, and it's a winner for everybody involved. Praise be to God for that. Let's go to the phones. Dominic and Susan. Good morning to you. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic sounds like Dominic, he just woke up. Did you just get out of bed, buddy? He, he's not out of bed yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he praise be to God. Until tomorrow. So. Oh, you're, you're milking every last opportunity to sleep in, aren't you, Dominic? Yes, sir. <laughs> did you, what, what was your favorite Christmas present under the tree this year, Dominic? Which which was it? Which one? Are you gonna say a drone? A drone. A drone. Oh, nice, cool. super Dang, cool. I want a drone. Can we Praise borrow it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting. Yeah, don't lose <laughs> nice. it though, my friend. <laughs> Drones are scary. The minute they start flying away, your heart skips a beat. But oh, yeah. uh, we'll be praying that that goes well. <laughs> All right, Dominic <laughs> and Susan, are you guys? You guys know the deal. You know how you know how this game is played. Are you ready to play? We're ready. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're going to go to Rudy, as is our custom. First time in the studio. First time to play the game while in the studio. Rudy, are you ready? I'm so ready. Are you sure? I was born for this. 
<laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Rudy, can you tell me how many of the 12 tribes joined to form the kingdom of Israel? Okay, so I don't know the name of all 12, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's said that there's 10. But I okay. think it's 12, and actually that includes the Irish and Joseph Smith's band out here in the United States. <laughs> wow. Aye, aye, aye. So, okay, this is, a, 12. this is a trick question. It's tricky. Just fair warning there. Uh, let's go to Adrian. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me how many of the 12 tribes joined to form the kingdom of Israel? Well, while I was not born to uh, play Catholic trivia, I do think that the answer is 10 rather than 12. Not all 12, not all 12, not all 12 (laughs) joined the kingdom of Israel, only 10 did. It's all that Dr. Seuss reading you've been doing over the break. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Been doing some heavy reading over the week. (laughs) All right, so is it 12? Is it 10? Tricky, tricky question. Here is the deal, Dominic and Susan. Adrian says it's 10 tribes, not 12. Whereas Rudy says it's 12 and not 10. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Who is trying to trick you? What say you, Dominic and Susan? Go ahead. Tell him. Brody. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, Rudy I told y'all it was 10. Rudy was trying to trick you. It's in <laughs> fact, it's a tricky question, but the answer is ten. Correct answer is ten. But don't worry. Hey, now you know you can trick all your friends. Use that as a party favorite next time. Praise be to God. Uh, I think we're gonna get you in the cup with this next question. So next never fear. Ne- it's not. It's super easy. Let's go with this next question. Hey, Adrian, we'll go with you. Oh, can you luck. can you name for me the third sorrowful mystery of the Holy Rosary? Third sorrowful mystery. So let's see. It's agony, scourging, crowning of thorns. I'm going to go with the yeah. crowning of thorns. The crowning of thorns. Third sorrowful mystery of the Holy Rose. Let's see what uh, Brother Rudy has to say. Rudy, can you tell me, or rather, can you name for me the third sorrowful mystery of the Holy Rosary? Sorrowful. Okay, so we're talking about something sad here. Uh, mm-hmm. Finding of Jesus mm-hmm. in the temple. Uh, that was sad? No. Yes. Mm. What do you mean, no? Mm. How no? Maybe for the Pharisees. I don't know. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, here is the deal, Dominic and Susan. We're asking about the third sorrowful mystery of the Holy Rosary, and uh, Rudy seems to think it's the finding of the child Jesus in the temple, whereas Adrian seems to say it's the, the crowning with thorns. 15 seconds okay. on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Dominic and Susan, what say you? Adrian. Survey says... Easy peasy. The first does of 2022. How sweet they are. Finding of Jesus in the temple is a sorrow of the Blessed Mother, though. Or the losing of them, right? Losing of them, yeah. Yes, yes. I see where you're going with that tricky little curveball question there. Tricky, tricky. Okay, well, you are right. You're in the cup. You could win. You might be our very first winner for 2022. Praise be to God. Super cool. But I think we can double your chances with this next question. Uh, we're gonna trickiest go. question that we have so far. <laughs> I don't know. This could be tricky. Let's go to Rudy. Uh, Rudy, can you tell me who ordered the translation of the Bible into English in the year 1607? That would be King James of England. Of England. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. Protestants believe it's the greatest translation. Do they? The exclusive but translation. But not all of them. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's see what Adrian has to say. Um, Adrian, can you tell me 
Who ordered the translation of the Bible into English in the year 1607? Uh-huh. That would be one of my favorite saints, Saint Vladimir. <laughs> Vlad? Yes. The Impaler? The Impaler. Vlad Emir. Saint. Mm. Vlad Space. He's Emir. Vlad is from England? Saint Vladimir. Huh. From England. Saint Va- Vladimir, he translated into English. I didn't say he was from England, but he did oh. translate it to English hmm. in 1607. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Huh. Uh, Dominic and Susan, here is the deal. Okay. Uh, the question is, who ordered the translation of the Bible into English in 1607? Uh, Adrian seems to think it's Vlad the Impaler uh, versus Rudy says it's King James. Uh, 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? What say you, Dominic and Susan? Rudy can Rudy? Rudy. Survey says... Duh. Easy peasy. Duh. Easy peasy. Praise be to God. Now, the good news is there was already an English translation. Already right. a, a properly done so and approved by Holy Mother Church. But King James right. decided he would have his own. There you go. Wycliffe, I think, also was trying to translate. but it, Not sure of the time periods. He was being, Wycliffe was being, he predates, uh, he, he predates Martin Luther. And he was being chased around the countryside by, by Catholics. Unfortunately, Vlad the Impaler probably didn't speak English. Not likely. <laughs> Not likely. <laughs> but he does get a bad rap in Hollywood, though. I agree. Vlad the Impaler is super cool, and he's in my head cannon. He's <laughs> in your head cannon. Well, Dominic and Susan, you're in for two. Congratulations. Praise be to God. Uh, how exciting that you guys, the, the Burrier family, is on our list for for 2022. We're so excited about that. Are you still enjoying the holy season of Christmas? We are. Your lights we are still are. up. Are your neighbors annoyed yet? I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's okay. kind of pulled theirs down this weekend. To and Epiphany gone. and Beyond, I say. February 2nd yes, is where right. I'm saying. Praise yes. be to God. <laughs> Well, God love you. God love you, Dominic and Susan. Have a great day. Dominic, enjoy your last day off, my friend. We'll be praying for your going back to school. And have a great week while you're at it. Uh, We're going to put you on hold so we get your phone number just in case. But uh, God love you. God bless you. And again, thank you for being our contestants today. That is going to do it for the radio side of Catholic Drive Time. We're going to have an after show. I'm curious, what Christmas movies did you watch while we were away? Let's chat about that in the after show coming up here on our live video streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We're also on Odyssey. Hang out with us at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And at the top of this hour, a special broadcast kicking off the car raffle. God Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the memorial of the Most Holy Name of Jesus. 
The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come, ye, O come, ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And with your spirit. My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who founded the salvation of the human race on the incarnation of your word, give your peoples the mercy they implore, so that all may know there is no other name to be invoked but the name of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, Beloved, we receive from him whatever we ask, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And his commandment is this, we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who keep his commandments remain in him and he in them. And the way we know that he remains in us is from the spirit whom he gave us. Beloved, do not trust every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they belong to God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can know the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ come in the flesh belongs to God, and every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus does not belong to God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, who, as you heard, is to come, but in fact is already in the world. You belong to God, children, and you have conquered them. For the one who is in you 
is greater than the one who is in the world. They belong to the world. Accordingly, their teaching belongs to the world, and the world listens to them. We belong to God, and anyone who knows God listens to us, while anyone who does not belong to God refuses to hear us. This is how we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deceit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will give you all the nations for an inheritance. I will give you all the nations for an inheritance. The Lord said to me, you are my son. This day I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. I will give you all the nations for an inheritance. And now, O kings, give heed. Take warning, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice before him with trembling, with trembling rejoice. I will give you all the nations for an inheritance. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Jesus proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and cured every disease among the people. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through the Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has risen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. His fame spread to all of Syria, and they brought to him all who were sick with various diseases and racked with pain, and those who were possessed, lunatics and paralytics, and he cured them. And great crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan, followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. This holy time is called the season, could call the season of Epiphany. Before Vatican II, the season of Epiphany would run all the way from January 6th to February 2nd. But with the, the reform of the calendar, it was shortened to just about a week. And this, in this time, we really focus on those manifestations of Jesus. The gospel begins with his public ministry. It says that he left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea. Would you say he's, he left home, sp spending most of his life and at home, about 30 years, and then beginning his public ministry? I remember my nephew had a little shirt. He was only about three or four years old that said, I still live at home. <laughs> and Jesus could, have, I guess, could wear a shirt like that for a while until he was about 30. 
And he left home to then to begin his public, public ministry with his baptism. Epiphany means manifestation or appearance. It's like a theophany, which would be the Old Testament. And theophany in the Old Testament was this amazing manifestation of God's power and majesty. But an epiphany, which is a manifestation, particularly a revelation of Jesus, is so different. It, uh, it's when we, the Magi come to adore the Lord, they, they, they don't see the fire and brimstone coming down from the mountain. They see a small child. The same with the, the shepherds. At the baptism, it's the Holy Spirit that comes down upon Jesus in the form of a dove, the voice of the Father saying, this is my beloved Son. And, uh, and that's his manifestation. The wedding feast of Cana, Jesus manifests his glory through transforming the water into wine, but almost in a very secret way. Only the servants would really have known, and of course his mother would have known what had happened. And this is what we celebrate in Epiphany, this manifestation of Jesus that is often very hidden, uh, very quiet, uh, and not always what we expect. Today we also celebrate the holy name of Jesus. It is this day where tradition tells us that Jesus was named. We know it's the only time that Joseph spoke because he was supposed to name the child Jesus. <laughs> it's not actually recorded, but uh, that's what the angel told him to do. So the name of Jesus, what's in a name? That name means Savior. And St. Paul, I think, he puts it so clearly in his letter to the Philippians what that name, what the name of Jesus means for us. He says, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In our Catholic tradition, we have a way of honoring the name of Jesus. It's so it's often so dishonored, especially in movies and things like that. And if we hear that, if we hear the name of Jesus being used in an ill proper way, we should simply bow our heads in a small act of adoration, honoring the name of Jesus. Every time we hear the name of Jesus, we should just make that small incline of our head. It doesn't have to be very obvious, but that a way of honoring that name. Because that name is about every other name. By that name we are saved. No other name but the name of Jesus. There's also a tradition of the, the Jesus prayer, or the name of Jesus prayer. It's something that uh, many, many have found fruitful in their life. It, uh, I think it probably originated in the Orthodox tradition, where for us we say the rosary, they say that prayer, Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me. And they just repeat it over and over and over again. Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me. Remember the blind man who wants to see Jesus. He wants to see, and he wants to see Jesus. Repeating over and over and over again. In the same way, we could take a small phrase, a small phrase with, that incorporates the name of Jesus. For instance, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, uh, make my heart like unto yours. And we repeat that over and over and over. And if you, if you do it enough times, like, you know, a thousand times a day, doesn't seem like much, but try it. <laughs> if you do that, eventually, it becomes, in a way, so much part of us that it begins to, to be said at the rhythm of our breathing and then even the very rhythm of our heart. I think if my own experience is in praying that prayer, Jesus, I trust in you, I recognize that over time, you know, uh, it, it's, it is so, it's, it's so ingrained that unconsciously I feel like I pray that. And then when times of anxiety, when I'm feeling nervous or I'm, uh, or, or things, things, I'm having a bad day, that prayer automatically starts to come to mind. 
the name of Jesus then is honored. And Jesus says, just ask anything in my name, and it will be granted to you. He says, you have not asked anything in my name, he tells his disciples. He says, ask, and you shall receive. It's in that name, that holy name, that we are saved and that we receive. And so we pray that prayer over and over and over again so that it comes to the very rhythm of our heart and our breathing so that at every moment we are praising the Lord when we even conscious and even subconsciously we are praising the holy name of Jesus. We thank, this, we thank the Lord for this beautiful memorial of the holy name of Jesus. May Jesus' name always be holy and may it be the name that is above all names that we call out day and night in our hearts. Amen. Let's stand and bring our prayers and petitions before our Heavenly Father. We pray for the Holy Church of God, for our, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for his needs and intentions, and that the holy name of Jesus may be honored and proclaimed, especially in the church. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for peace throughout the world. We pray for all those who govern us. They may be directed by the Holy Spirit in all their deliberations, decisions, May we respect life and be concerned with those who are most vulnerable in our world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Jesus in the gospel, as he proclaims the kingdom of God, heals the sick, paralytics and lunatics and all those who are in need. We pray that the Lord's healing power would continue to be poured forth today uh, and healing those who are sick and who are in need. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray especially that sinners may call upon the holy name of Jesus to receive reconciliation and peace in their life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of our personal needs, for all those who are, their intentions of those who are joining us through Guadalupe Radio and through online, we pray for all those who are enrolled in our Salt Mass Association, for their needs and intentions, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Finally, remember, let us remember those who have died. May they rest in peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we bring all of our prayers and petitions before you, confident that you hear and answer us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Once in royal David's city stood a lowly cattle shed where a mother laid her baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother mild, Jesus Christ, her little child. He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all, and his shelter was a stable, and his cradle was a stall with the poor and mean and lowly lived on earth our savior holy pray dearly beloved that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to god the almighty father sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Bringing you these offerings from what your bounty bestows on us, we pray, O Lord, that just as you have given to Christ, obedient even unto death, the name that saves, 
so you may grant us protection by its power. Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for today you have revealed the mystery of our salvation in Christ as a light for the nations. And when he appeared in our mortal nature, you made us new by the glory of his immortal nature. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelia Tela, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, Qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure offering, pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, save us, Savior of the world. For by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim 
by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth. With your servant Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow in the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the, For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer to the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, quitolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, quitolis peccata mundi, Miserere nobis, Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. 
O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name through all the earth. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing to God the King and peace to man on earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Let us pray. May the sacrificial gifts offered to your majesty, O Lord, to honor Christ's name and which we have now received, fill us, we pray, with your abundant grace, so that we may come to rejoice that our names, too, are written in heaven through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing the joyous strains. The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan 
and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary, we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.